Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Up next on Inside Champ Car, live streaming and wireless questions. Oh, man, I hope I can answer this. <laughs> Welcome to Inside Champ Car. I'm Bill Strong. The guy on the screen next to me is Brian Belansky. And <laughs> somewhere in Ohio, we don't know where. And then uh, joining us tonight is Eric Call. Eric. Hey guys, you How are, are you? the better call, Eric. Call the cell phone guy. <laughs> Been around uh, racing for a long time, and uh, let's start off with Brian real quick, and then we'll come back to you, Eric. Brian, you've yes, been sir, uh, sure thing. you left for Ohio to do some super top secret thing. Is it not top secret anymore? It is not top secret anymore. I got to drive on a racetrack that very few people have ever gotten to drive on. The uh, Goodyear Proving Grounds in Akron, Ohio. And uh, we tested a brand new uh, uh, SCCA spec, club spec Mustang. Uh, like, 19... like, a, like a horse? Exactly. It had a lot of horses. <laughs> had a lot of horses. So 19 days ago, it was a streetcar. And uh, it, they built it into a. You were at PRI. Did you see the yellow Mustang? I did. That's the car I drove. See, and I was thinking... This is the car that Brian's going to be driving because it was in the Goodyear area. Yep. And yep. Uh, I was just like, man, how come I don't get to do cool stuff like that? So, I just get to hang out at racetracks every week. So 19 days ago, it was a street car. <laughs> Two weeks ago, they put the kid on it. They drove it to P- They drove it to PRI. Wow. Drove it back from PRI. And then we, uh, we had the Goodyear test team and myself and another guy from SCCA uh, we got to run it through its paces for the first time. We believe it's the first build for the new club spec. Oh, so sweet. lots of history made today. So cool. very good. And I, and as my wife can tell you, the only thing she cared about is I didn't wreck it. Yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> I drove a Mustang. I drove a TA Mustang like that last year or yeah, last yeah. year about this time. And, and, uh, the guy asked me if I had a checkbook big enough to cover it. And I says, I have a checkbook and he threw me the keys, you know, it's like, Whoa, okay. And, <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. you get into it yeah. and halfway through the, the turn that you're going really fast and you're thinking, huh, I, I, I should slow down. This could cost yeah. me a lot of money. Yeah. Let's so. just say I didn't drive it at 10 tenths, but I had a good time. Well, that's good. At least you got to do something yeah. cool. Drive on a, a new track. What's that track like? Uh, well, it's it's a big autocross pad, essentially. Uh, they have a track that they didn't let us go on. <laughs> Did you meet Jay Chapman or Nick? Likely story. Giolotti? Uh, Jay, Jay Chapman is was one of our team today. Okay, yeah. Fred Wolf uh, said hi. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. So he just asked if yeah. he knew those guys. So I, you know, I absolutely. being that he's in Ohio, he, you know, he probably knows these guys. And they probably yeah. do a lot of testing out there. But... The reason but why that's we're not why we're here today. We are exactly we're here because of Eric Call. So Eric, no, I, I actually I, I want to talk more about this stuff. That yeah. sounds like oh what we I will like to do we on will. a daily basis. <laughs> so I first learned of Eric 
many, many years ago on the on Facebook, you were yeah. you were a uh, how do you put it? A fairly large guy because you are a large guy. You're like what seven foot two, eight. I am six foot nine. I'm close to six 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 foot six. <laughs> That's, okay. Yeah. And but you were five and three quarters. But you were. A, but when you're our height, when you're the same height as Bill and me, six foot six is like seven foot two. That's my son's height, by the no. way. Yeah. Good so, point. but Good it's point. but you were a big guy, and what got yes. me about you was that you started a process of losing that bigness, and uh, exercising and doing the whole thing, and man, you'd lost an absolute ton of weight. And just I did, yeah, and I did, and you were going after a goal of uh, racing, right? Wasn't it racing or something other than the, getting the, the in goal? Shape? So the goal was to to get into racing. I remember, you know, trying out. Um, I remember back in 2016, I sat in a seat in a race car to rent, and I couldn't fit, and I was like, "This is ridiculous." And I remember sitting on the scale, and and it didn't register. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> I weigh too much. And, and it turns out I, I was um, north of 427 pounds. Oh, yeah. And um, and that's that, that's a lot of weight. And, you know, I I, I think I, I was also losing my way uh, emotionally and mentally and physically. And, and I pretty much wanted to give up in life uh, after I realized that I couldn't race. And... Um, and a lot of members of my community came out, came alongside and said, "Hey, we you know we can help you. You know, you, you know there are options for you. Like, don't give up." And um, and I didn't. And um, you know, one of my dear friends, uh, James Candelaria, who's in the hospital right now, um, you know, he had said to me, "He's like, hey, you know, I, I've been in your shoes before. Um, you might consider weight loss surgery, like I did." And uh, and I said, "Oh, I didn't realize that was an option." Uh, and then other people in the community said, hey, Eric, you know, you might consider just tightening up your nutrition. Other people said, hey, you might consider, you know, doing some exercise. And the, the community came together to support me, um, really helped me educate myself on, you know, what I was eating, what I shouldn't be eating, you know, what exercise I could do. And, you know, over the course of three years, uh, or I should say two and a half years, I lost a ton of weight. And I became a very uh, fit person, but I wasn't healthy. Um, I, I quickly realized that I I couldn't do these fad diets. And, and I remember remember doing box jumps. This is like 2018, 2018 or 2019, one of the two years. I, I can't remember, actually. I'm pretty sure it was 2019. It was, I fell off the box jump and got hurt, and I developed a subdural hematoma that would not go away and wow. uh, cut the cut the long story short we found out it was a vitamin c deficiency that would not go away huh. and it was 10 or 11 weeks that we endured uh excruciating pain um you know we had i had uh, nerve pain they thought it was sciatica uh, we never nailed it down until you know, you know, I, I I think it actually was 2019 because I remember going to Aruba, uh, drinking a ton of mimosas. I think it was 47 <laughs> to be exact over four days. Doesn't I, that have vitamin I came C? Back, it does, and I came <laughs> back and I had no pain. And uh, yeah. I remember, you know, talking to my buddy, but it had nothing to Jeff. do with the vitamin C. <laughs> 
and believe it or not, it was the vitamin C. Yeah. Wow. Um, I, I actually, you know, one of my um, HPDRE buddies, Jeff Bennett, uh, he told me about a, a study that had happened where somebody had these types of pains and they had scurvy. Ah. And one, once they were fed, you know, vitamin C, all the pain vanished and they healed themselves. And so I, I remember saying to myself after that, I was like, all right, I am not going to... I'm not going to eat, uh, I'm not going to starve myself from good nutritious foods. Right. And then I started gaining weight, you know, over the course of the next, um, I'd say, you know, eight, nine months. Well, COVID probably I, did I started, help. Well, you know, it, it wasn't COVID that really killed me. It was, I got hurt playing volleyball and uh, tore my PCL. Ah. And, and when that happened, it, I couldn't exercise anymore. And when I couldn't exercise anymore, I started making excuses as, as to why I needed to eat uh, shitty food. And I went into like a downward spiral and I gained a ton of weight. Uh, I want to say like 30 pounds in like six or seven weeks. Then I, I finally healed. And then COVID happened like four yeah. days later. <laughs> and then the country shut down. I can't get the food that I want to eat. I can't, you know, yeah. there's no more vegetables anymore. I mean, it was shocking how the world changed. Yeah. And I just didn't have any like strategies to cope with, um, you know, not having access to exercise and not having access to good food. And right. so I gained weight. Say hi to your daughter for us. She just walked around. Oh, you, yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm. Tr I'm literally trying to tell her to go away, and she's doesn't realize she's on camera. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sorry, you're on camera. <laughs> there she goes. She's going. Yeah, that's all right. That's what kids are for, man. No, yeah. no, no. She, she's 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 an athlete in her own right. Yeah. Basketball, volleyball. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun watching you uh, progress through that whole losing the weight thing because it's like holy crap. I mean, I have the issue. I don't think Brian does, but I have that issue. And it's just, you know, as you get older and you're a young guy, so it, it was probably much easier than somebody that's older like me that's been abused uh, and, you know, played some pretty radical sports growing up to lose that weight. Not hard. It just hurts. So doing all no, that. It, and, 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 and so, I, I mean, I gained it back in, in, in droves during the pandemic. And, um, and then this year, I've I've been pretty awesome um, in in losing a lot of that weight, right. so I've been pretty successful. Now, so, so how, did you did you not do the surgery? I did not do the surgery. Okay, so I, I had the surgery. Oh, and, nice! And it's it was best thing I ever did. You know, that's awesome. Um, I, I've I lost a ton of weight, and I've gained a little bit of it back, but I'm I've still kept most of well, enough of it off that it still made sense. Yeah, but um, yeah, I've, I'm working now to do a lot of what you're doing because I want to get into some race cars that I can't fit into at the moment. So yeah, um, we we had to build a race car around me, uh, <laughs> so 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 that I could race. And, um, right. and you know, we we started competing in Champ Car two years ago at the VIR North, and then did Road America and right. uh, the local Thompson tracks and. I want to say like one or two others that we've done. Yeah, so, so um, let's get to the point, which we normally ask at the beginning is how did you get involved with racing? What got you started in it? 
So I don't know what you know about my uh, my Facebook groups, um, but I've I, I've been managing the high performance driving and racing enthusiast group since 2015. Um, you know, being around racers, being around high performance drivers, being on the high performance driving side, I always look towards racing and saying, "Oh, I'd like to do that one day. I'd like to do that one day." And so I always made the excuses of, "Oh, I'm too big. I'm too fat. I'm too this. I'm too that." And, um, you know, two, two and a half years ago, after the pandemic was kind of coming to, a, to an end, I was like, hey, I, I need to go racing. I need to stop making excuses and just do it. And, and for me, um, I had the opportunity to do BMW Club Race School. Right. And, um, and, and for oh, me, I remember it, that. It's, it's, you were posting up about that a lot. That was pretty cool. Oh my God. It was a huge, uh, you know, I had wanted to do it back in 2013. Uh, The opportunity presented itself. I didn't take it. Well, I did take it. And then something happened in my corporate life and uh, I couldn't do it. And I always said like, ah, if I had, if I had gone through the race school, then I probably would not have quit my day job. I probably would have done club racing. I probably would have stayed as a CPA and this life would be completely different. And so that was almost an inflection point in my life because shortly thereafter, I quit my career as a CPA, um, pursued my side hustle, which was doing extremely well. And, and my, listen to my wife. And she said, Hey, you hate your job as a CPA. You love relationships, but you know, you're not, being valued by your current employer. Um, but you've got this side hustle and everybody loves you. Why don't you pursue that? And we, I said, you know, let me do that. You know, I can always come back to, to being a CPA in the future. Let me give it two years. And, and that's, you know, kind of what, what happened. Um, and then when HPDRE took off uh, in, you know, August of 2015, um, and then now I'm, you know, people think I'm famous because I've got this Facebook group and I'm scratching my head saying like, oh God, I feel like a fraud here. I don't know the first thing about racing. I only know high performance driving. So I've been looking from outside the fence, you know, in looking at Champ Car, uh, looking at Lemons, looking at, you know, all these other endurance racing groups. And uh, I just had to do it. And I said, screw it. I'm going to get this done. And so we did lemons and I got screwed over by a team and said, done, you know, going to start my own team, um, which is why we gravitated towards champ car. Uh, It fit what we wanted to do. We didn't want to, we wanted something serious. And it it was fun because all of my clients, or I shouldn't say all of my clients, a large majority of my clients are champ car racers. A large majority of them are WRL racers. Right. A large majority are AER racers. And I said, guys, I'm coming home. Like, I, 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 want, I want to race amongst them. And it was cool the first time I did a race. It was actually an AER pit race that I got to see my clients passing me and I'm passing them. I, I want to say there was like 20, 27 teams out there and 19 of them were my clients. And I got a real <laughs> rush from that. You know, doing champ car and... And seeing another 19 or 20 teams that I support and are friends with, you know, out there. I'm like, that was huge. I mean, I remember my first event uh, at Champ Car trading paint with somebody and it turns out he's a client of mine. And I'm like, this is awesome. Right. Um, mm. 
you know, in a known, it was my, my, my fault, but uh, <laughs> I'm so glad I had that opportunity uh, because I didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah. You know, I, I, I um, you know, I was t- timid to say the least. And after, after I uh, unscrewed myself from that, you know, that mental situation, I was like, all right, I, I belong here. Yeah. And um, it's been awesome ever since. So, so what got you interested in high performance driving? Yeah, so uh, I've I've always been a BMW guy. Um, I've always been the I'm, BMW I'm guy. Um, <laughs> I, I I I have the affliction of owning eight BMWs yeah. right now. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, it, it is it is pretty crazy. But um, so I've told this story many times before. Uh, I I moved to Boston in 2005, and uh, it was to pursue a girl, and when I got to Boston and, and we're, you know, we're, we're living together, I had no friends in Boston. And I primarily, you know, would look around as a Yankees fan in Boston. Oh, and, um, and I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, no one wants to hang out with me. <laughs> but, Cause it could, could have been the Yankees hat you wore all over the place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. But I had, I, I had a BMW. And so, I said, you know what, I'm going to go join the BMW car club. You know, my friend, my friend Mark at the time had said, Hey, you know, did you know that you can drive your car, you know, on the racetrack? And I was like, no, I had no clue. He's like, Oh yeah. He's like, I'm down from DC. He's like, we go down to, you know, VIR, we, you know, put our, you know, our cars on the track there. I was like, Oh, that's fantastic. How do I get into it? He's like, well, he's like, before you can do that, you need to do autocross. And I was like, Oh, what's autocross yeah. and before i knew it i i was immersed in the autocross culture and and um and, and i my big thing was i love bmws i love to drive like a maniac i think i'm god's gift to, to driving and you know i remember going up my first autocross and i blew the first gate and i was like what happened here and they're like oh we have a language uh called the cone language and you got to understand it before you can drive flat out um, and I was like, all right, this is great. I'm going to get into this. And then, so I got into autocross, um, you know, 2007, you know, do did a few events here and there, um, made some poor, uh, buying car buying choices, but I had one car at the time. And then, you know, fast forward to, you know, 2010, 2011, um, found the world of high performance driving education, uh, you know, the Boston chapter BMW car club of America, I had uh, been appointed or I had won the election to become the head of membership there. Um, and, and I was, I was all about giving people a great experience at, while they were a BMW club member, whether it's going to autocross or track days or karting days or, you know, scavenger hunts or concours or, you know, what have you. And, and I loved being that guy that was connecting people based on their, you know, mutual ad- adoration for, either cars or, or events. And, um, and so I gravitated towards, you know, the HPDE world. Um, and I got to learn how to drive, uh, properly. My wife ended up buying me uh, after we had our first kid, she ended up buying me an E36 M3 as a quote unquote push gift. And, um, I really got like knee deep into it and neck deep into it. Um, I, I, so I, if- didn't didn't marry a wife who bought me a car. Bill, what do we do wrong? Well, my wife said she would, and then reneged <laughs> on that. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, 
I, I kid you not, on our second date, I taught, taught her how to drive stick yeah. in my E36 BMW. I did the and, same thing. And, she, and it worked really well back in the day. Um, you know, before we had smartphones, yeah. you know, we had these wonderful, you know, cars. And she was like, I would love to drive stick. And, and she was a cool tomboy type girl. Like she was the girl that everyone wanted to, you know, to be, you know, in her in her orbit. I mean, she right. drove... A 98 forerunner. I mean, she was just a cool girl that liked to go off-roading. Um, and I got her. And and I think I got her because I, I roped her into driving uh, manual transmission. And um, I, I didn't want to say stick. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me ask Amy, because I taught Amy how to drive in, a, in an E36 yeah. as well, a 318 Ti. Remember that car. Oh, that sounds yeah. like the Harlequin romance yeah. novel storyline, if I ever heard one. Oh man, my wife is amazing. Now, I, 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 so many people are like, "Oh, does she have a sister?" I'm like, "No, she has a brother, <laughs> but you don't want him." <laughs> so, uh, so Eric, so, now we're going to announce that uh, your company, uh, Better Call Saul, or not Better Calls. Be, be- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I suck at this hosting thing. Um, better Call Call. That's yeah, that works out really well. Um, you're you're going to be helping uh, Champ Car this season. You're going to be our uh, preferred uh, vendor uh, slash help for mobile cellular devices, including live streaming. So that's kind of you know we're bringing Sentinel on as well, which we announced uh, a couple of weeks ago. There's their little logo right there. Um, nice. Now you've worked with a lot of teams that are using the Sentinel system with getting them hooked up to the internet. Correct. Uh, Even tonight, I mean, when, you know, this story starts about four years ago when James and I, James Candelari and I met at um, PRI and, you know, he was telling me about some of the products that he was working on and he was like, hey, I want to gear this towards instructors and, and, you know, and tracers. And I, you know, that particular product, I was like, yeah, I don't know if that's such a great idea. And I said, but 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 you know when you do get this idea i want to be like your go-to guy like i i will hand you buckets and buckets of sim cards and as long as you package those sim cards in with your devices i will make sure that i give your clients or your customers the best service they've ever had and he's like oh what do you mean by that i'm like well you know within you know within 24 hours and if not the hour I will activate SIM cards. And, and, uh, and I said, I was like, you know, I, I am, I'm that guy that I want to buy from. And I would, you know, and once I have that guy and I have a great service, I will literally tell everybody about it. And so, and that's exactly what he said. He's like, he's like, if you can be that guy and you can give that level of service to my customers, he's like, I'm going to make you a success. And, and granted, I'm not going to lie, I'm not to toot my own horn. I was already well known in the high performance driving world and the racing world because of, you know, instructing and my HPDRA groups and also being, a, you know, the Verizon guy that, you know, helped people. But this really put me on the map with sprint racing in, in SCCA, uh, sprint racing in NASA, endurance racing, you know, with Champ Car, WRL. Um, it just skyrocketed. And, and so I, you know, I, when, you know, when the opportunity came to, you know, to, to James to, you know, go to, 
champ car for Sentinel, I was like, James, if you do it, I'm in too, because one can't go without the other. Right, right. You know, right. we want to, if, if, if you're going to be successful, your, your continued success is going to be because I'm here right. to support you. Because the last thing I want to do is have someone with Verizon or AT&T or T-Mobile get this device and say, oh, what now? And then now they spend, you know, hours upon hours upon hours getting a SIM card, you know, <laughs> running to the T-Mobile store, you know, at seven o'clock in the morning or, or at nine o'clock in the morning, day of the race to get it done. Yeah, I used to, you know, because we've so, been doing the the live streaming for Champ Car Live for years now. I I want to say six or seven years, maybe eight. I don't know. It's been forever. It seems like um, we were kind of leading the forefront first with using actual cell phones in the car, which was awesome, except not awesome because they would overheat crappy pictures Correct. the light changes and the camera technology at the time just really was bad mm -hmm. but mainly it was the uh, well we had one mm -hmm. fall out of the red or the bimmerline car and it, it just fell out of it could never find it until they go to an sca majors race and james clay goes to hit the brakes really hard into turn one at vir and guess what they found in the floorboard my phone <laughs> oh my god so yeah, I mean, I, it, I'm going to toot my own horn and say I, I've been Dimmerworld's Verizon wireless oh, yeah. guy for the last seven years. Yep. So I mean, pretty much everybody. But the the um, the yeah. the hard part was, folks would come up to me and say, once we got it sorted out with the e cameras and and hot spots, they'd always come up right. to me and and it would always be like ten minutes before the race. Hey, can you help me set up? Problem is, it's you can't because I've got a billion other things that I'm doing. Um, and I always felt bad right. that I couldn't help them out. And most of the time, it was due to guys trying to run 1080, which is high definition, super high definition. Um, right. You know, instead of trying to run 720 or 480 or 640 or something like that. Um, we found yep. over the years, and we still only use uh, 640 in our cameras. That's it. It's just this little box that we kind of explode up a little bit but not much into the screen now we could run higher resolution like 720 and we may mm -hmm. be trying that with you know since a lot of folks have moved over to 5g the 4g channel has cleared up a bit so that's helped us with uh you know pretty much never having dropouts like we used to have but yeah it's like you know one of these days, we're going to try 720 in the cars. Now, all my track cameras are 720. Here's a funny story. Um, I was testing at home using 720 on the cameras. And this was back when we had a – we did have a limit on how much bandwidth we could use on the hotspots. This is before the unlimited, whatever. And we're at Charlotte. Sure. Yeah, we're at Charlotte. And people kept coming up to me saying, man, the show looks so great today. And, and you know, the whole bit. I'm thinking, huh, that's – that's interesting. What you know? Why do they keep doing this to me? Um, you know, why do they keep telling me this? It always looks. I think it always looks great. And then I just happened to find a TV. It was playing on. I'm looking at it. We go to the in car cameras. They, you know, they're a little fuzzy and just you know like they normally are. And then they go to one yep, of the track of cameras, crystal clear. And I just had this oh shit moment. It was like I'm at a higher resolution than I should be because it was. We were just mm. testing them with <laughs> it like that. <laughs> Completely left out, left them out there, which meant we couldn't do the next race that we were, we kind of planned on doing. 
but uh, the because you ran out of data, ran out yep. of data. Now they keep going. It's just really not enough to do streaming. So it, yeah, it, it, throttle, it throttles, throttles it down back, to yeah. a much lower. Yeah. yeah, and what happens is, is that halfway through the day, the race, that's when it starts throttling, or the huge race at the end. You know, where cars are battling for position, and then it starts. Of course, then it goes out. You know, works perfectly all the way up to that yeah. time. Yeah, but um, but yeah, it's it's yeah. uh, ba- I mean, back in the day when we did this, we would I would send out like two SIM cards or three SIM yeah. cards. And then have the teams like literally swap out the SIM cards yeah. during the mid race so that it wouldn't cut out. And you know, you only you're only in there for three or four minutes. Teams would forget. Yeah. And then two hours from the end of the race, or or you know, one hour from the end of the race, when they really need to be coaching that driver, they lose all in car video. Right. And it was so hard. It, I, it, it, Ed Ed is commenting on streaming's not that terribly hard to do. It's not terribly hard to do now, but just three or four right. years ago, it wasn't simple. I mean, you had to know how to run an RT, RTMP server. You had to do all that stuff. Now you can go directly to YouTube now, and they don't have the limitations Correct. like we used to have. Um, I think now the only limitation is like a 12-hour limit straight through. Yeah, you've got to stop and restart at the yeah. end of 12 hours. Yeah, so we end up using That's usually for like the 24-hour, we'll do 10-hour block, or we'll, do, we'll break it into thirds. And just do it that way. Yeah. It works best for us. Though it kind of sucks losing all that traffic on the first feed because we never really gain them back for the second feed. So yeah, we we have learned a lot over the years. And I, I mean, anything you do, you start out as a novice and hopefully get to the intermediate yeah. level of learning. Now, um, well, it, it's you know, funny. By... Well, I was I came at this whole thing from a professional TV background, and Bill will yeah. tell you. I, I tried like hell to not use cell phones. I'm like, there's no way to, the cell phones just are not my thing. I, I'm a TV guy. We can't use cell phones. And now I'm using cell phones just like everyone else. Well, the, the crazy <laughs> part was when, when Paul and I first started this out, um, I ended up going, and I forget when that must have been about 2017, 2016, 2017. I went to uh, an IMSA race and uh, I am, you know, it was the one I, embedded myself with Riley and got to see a lot of behind the scenes stuff. And a person I had met at uh, a race out in Sonoma uh, does radio IMSA and John or John and um, what's the English guy uh, that helps him. Uh, I cannot think of his name. He's actually raced with us, but um, they were doing their, their commentary at the track and I found out where they were and I went and hung out with them for a while and talking with them, um, found out that everything that was happening to us happens to them. The same thing with Bob Varsha. We were talking with him and, and basically the same thing that's that's, right. that the, the same problems we have, they were having in the seventies, eighties, nineties, and even today they still have those same issues. Um, but I ultimately was able to talk with, I think it's three D three G Productions. They were the company that put on that actually at the time ran all the in car cameras and did all the really cool stuff for uh, uh, for IMSA uh, and Radio Le Mans. Um, they, uh, after talking with them, I, they they asked how we were doing the show. They kind of looked at the tech, and they said, "Yeah, we can't we can't use cellular because when you're doing TV, you have to." They did it through radio, um, all the radio, all the. Sure video signals through through radio. Um, and it has to be super reliable. Of course, then I looked into, well, they didn't want to talk until I had six figures in hand. 
and that right. wasn't going to happen right. on a champ car budget. So, um, so yeah, we ended up figuring it out. The great well, fix was the Yi cameras. And I think Scott Barton was the one that connected me up with the Yi, you know, he was playing around with the, the Yi's. And so I bought one and kind of used it a bit. And then I realized that, Hey, you know, I found the, the, um, scripts that you can in- install that bypass the boot Correct. it thinks you're doing a a uh, bios upgrade or firmware upgrade and it kind of bypasses the boot sequence and then it runs its own script which then accesses the linux that's inside of it and or whatever i think it's linux it uses and then uh and then it tells it basically these are what this is these are the instructions that i want you to use you're going to connect to this hotspot with this password, you're going to then stream. Once you've connected to that, then you're going to connect to this RTMP server, or you're going to connect to YouTube, or you're going to connect to Facebook, or wherever you want to connect to. These are the passwords for that. This is how you do it. And then you're going to stream at this resolution, six, you know, 480, 640, or 640, or uh, 720, or 1080. I don't think we can go any higher than 1080. And boom, it does it. And if it loses signal, you know, sometimes at like a Daytona, we'd be in the banking back in the old days, and we would completely lose the signal out of the cars because where the antennas were mounted, and you know the cellular antennas. <clears throat> so as we were going through the corners, um, you know that sucked. So Paulie would just go over to a track camera and then pick them up as they came back on the straights. Um, but nice. yeah, it was uh, it was it was difficult trying to learn how to do all this stuff. But then, oh, and if it lost a signal, it would repeatedly try to reconnect, and boom, we'd get it back. So for the most part, mm-hmm. we get them back. Um, and then uh, as we've progressed, we've just got better, a little better camera. We've got a little better setup. And this past weekend, I was able to find a uh, DJI just released a really cool 5G setup that we could use at the tr- at the camera at the track or not 5G. Um, what is the uh, Wi-Fi six setup that we can use at the track? And then send across through uh, through cellular from there, and by look, I, I actually looked at the specs, and it looks like every track but Road America we should be able to use it at, but they're twenty five hundred dollars each, and that's yeah. the problem for a TV crew that goes in. They're looking at, you know, I I know the budgets of some of these series like uh, uh, Grid Life or whatever for their TV stuff. It's if I had, if I spend that much money for our show, our and, and the return that we get on it, our people would just fire me. <laughs> so there's, there's no way I can go out and spend that. But um, well, but even Grid Life, though, is not doing what they used to do. You know, I mean, they they don't do the level of productions now that they used to do. No. They just couldn't afford to keep sustaining that. It's expensive, um, and the return on all this stuff is like nothing. It's you know, it's. Right. Mm-hmm you have to sell advertising and you, nobody wants to pay for advertising the kind of money that you need to get to do that kind of streaming. Right. Yeah. Right. But, um, no. but yeah, so, you know, Eric, you've, you've helped out a lot of teams. Oh, and what I was trying to get at was the Verizon setup. So, you know, there was always this question about what cellular company do I use? Do at the time it was like, do I use Sprint, T-Mobile, you know, blah, sure. blah, blah, Verizon, AT&T, and everybody's fighting over supremacy. But when you went to the tracks, for the, for the most part, almost all the tracks had better Verizon than anything else. 
with the exception of out West and some of the Texas tracks. Um, yeah. You know, like Coda has rings of service, which is really cool how they have it set up. And I guess Verizon is the third one. So yeah, it's okay. It did perfect for our shows. We had a good show there. But well, if we had AT&T, fine. it was even better. Well, and if you went to back in the day when it was the Sprint Cup Series, any NASCAR track. Oh, yeah. Sprint was the, the only thing you needed was Sprint because that's pretty much that all was you the only get. provider. Sprint. Yeah. Right. You know, now that that's gone, it's not quite as prevalent there. But no, and, and what helped us, too, was IndyCar having a Verizon, you know. Right. Yeah, Verizon. Absolutely. So um, I think one of the best shows we ever did was Sebring one year where the hurricane had come through earlier. And they'd set up all these Verizon temporary towers around the track for the local people. And man, it was like right. the Correct. best, <laughs> the best internet we'd ever had there. So um, now yeah. you sell, now there are different levels of SIM cards. Can you explain that? So over the course of time, Verizon has realized that if everybody gets unlimited data, they've got to figure out a way to manage the network so that certain people that are paying more will get a different level of service. Like American Airlines, Delta, Continental, they will sell you multiple classes of service if you pay a certain rate. Uh, And that that exists to this day. Um, You could buy Verizon prepaid data and to the, you know, to the uninformed, they're thinking, hey, this is Verizon, it's data, it's going to be great. They go to the racetrack and guess what? They don't have priority access to the network. And because they don't have priority access to the network, their, you know, their telemetry drops, their, you know, their video streaming uh, buffers. And um, now they've wasted a ton of time and all that money that they spent is, is all thrown out the window with, but if you get a guy like me or someone at the local store that is educated in this and knows exactly what you're doing, well, then they can tailor a solution or just tell you that, you know, the, the best information for you so that you get that high priority access to the network. Um, Verizon actually has, has updated their plans uh, recently and started selling premium data. So high priority data for, um, for, you know, for cell phones, obviously, but for now for, you know, routers and consumer rated routers, uh, we call them jetpacks. And um, and people are, are getting much better signal, uh, especially with some of these newer 5G uh, consumer-grade routers. Uh, we've been selling a ton of them to SCCA racers that are seeing significant significant speeds enough to, to do the upload and download. Well, primarily upload. Upload speed is what you really want for live streaming. Um, I mean, that's, that's the basic gist of it. it yeah, that's just the, kind of I have think that's the big thing is whichever uh, network. Yeah, and the upload. I mean, it's people talk about the you know I can download all that's all good and well, but when you're doing video, it needs to be the upload speed, and a lot of them it's, just it's didn't, all about the know, upload, and and a lot of them didn't okay. didn't do that. Just had Jim Uteg, who we had on the show recently, and he wants to talk to you. I'm sending him your phone number now, and your oh, address. please do. Yeah, um, so you've got a. You know, we've got different levels of service. And so I'm getting ready to go to a racetrack. Um, Of course, everybody's focused on making sure the tires are spinning, the bearings are good, the engine starts at least to get on the trailer. Um, Everything's tuned up, ready to go. But when, um, 
but they always wait till the last second to get their number panels <laughs> and their <laughs> streaming setup going. It's always that one guy that gets stuck with it and he waits till the last minute. Cause a lot of guys, you know, they're busy doing life during the week and come Thursday. All right. Now I have to get this car race car ready. So come Thursday afternoon, you know, they're having, you know, what do I do? Uh, where do I get a, where do I get a hotspot from? Where do I, uh, yeah, where do I get a hotspot from to make this camera my buddy bought and he told me to hook up and and my uh, GoPro here and how do I get it connected to the internet and to YouTube? How do I go about doing that, Eric? You know, and, and I to every one of those guys, if, if you, I say to them, if you uh, fail to plan, you plan to fail. And I always say to them, you know, depending on what you know what system you have we could activate a quick sim card on your existing Verizon account and i i'll send them you know we have people in the paddock bill i know you carry a bunch of sim cards around with you uh that i've given you but if, if i can make it easy i will if i can schedule a phone call with them to do some consulting about how they use or or plan to use or why they plan to use streaming then we'll push it out for the next week um part of the reason that i, I I want to spend time in, in Champ Car Garage is to get people to start thinking about this stuff sooner. Not so much about the cost of it, but really um, I don't want them to lose out on their cars because they didn't have this. Uh, this, from what we've seen over the last five years, people don't really care about streaming their video to YouTube so that their friends can watch it, but rather it's to keep the driver in check so he doesn't ruin the equipment an hour into the race hour and 20 minutes right. hour 40 hours you know hour 50 and and that's why they want to do it so i'm having these conversations with teams i mean one thing i don't do is i, I don't go out and solicit you know business i, I actually don't have the time for that and, and, and for the most part i don't want to be that guy that is uh, the sleazy salesman that, that you can see you know eight miles away um, but I do want to be known as the resource. And I, I think I've solidified myself as you know, the, the guy that you can always ask questions to. And if I've got the time to do it, I'm going to do it. Um, in certain situations, teams from Canada have reached out to me and, and I feel bad for those guys because they don't have uh, anything. So I always keep a SIM card um, ready to be used for, for a Canadian team. I mean, I've, I've, I've got you know, the, the SIM card here. Um, I give it to my son. <laughs> he uses it during the week, and then um, and then you know we we, we uh, swap it into someone's device. Um, every time he calls me, it, com it, it comes up as Canadian Champ Car Team. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I know so I know exactly where the uh, you know the SIM card is at yeah. any given time. That's funny. Now they, um, but no, yeah. So all right, so we're being asked. Uh, is 5G internet, so it looks like for home internet, a lot of folks are being told, hey, uh, you know, update to this 5G, and he wants to know if it's worth doing versus uh, I can answer that. Yeah, go ahead. I Ryan. can answer that. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, it depends. Compared to, well, so, so I was told a unit like that, and they told me that it was going to be fast enough to replace my business class, and it was not even close but it was but i think a lot of that have... depends on where you're at because we were talking about this the other day eric where in some areas ultra 5g is really freaking fast man 
and you can really it put is. a lot of stuff through the pipe. Whereas um, some places you go to, so the, it says 5G, but it's slower than 4G. It's like, right. and it, the, but it, yeah. this is this is one of my pet peeves about dealing with Verizon. If you don't have a trusted individual, and you know you're never going to see him, and he knows he's never going to see you ever again, he can sell you what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. And when you go back to him, he may not be there. And part of the reason that I love being the Verizon guy for amateur and professional motorsport is because I just want to help. And I have told countless people many a time uh, when looking at their business accounts, hey, who sold you this router? Like, what, what, why did they sell this to your router? Why are you paying, you know, a hundred bucks a month for this? And they're like, well, you know, the local agent sold me this. And, and I, then I tell them why he sold it to them. And actually, it just happened the other day where, you know, the, the individual said, hey, I, I need this, um, you know, I, I've got this, I've got this Verizon 5G router for my business, and it's painfully slow. And, um, and I said, well, yeah, that's interesting. It's not a 5G router you were sold. You were sold a 4G router. And the, ca- the top speed, the cap speed is 10 megabits per second. And he's like, well, that wasn't what I was told. Uh, at the store, I'm like, I understand yeah. that. I'm like, I know that they sold it to you because they want to make money, and they didn't really care about you. And and, and in his situation, I kind of forget his name, but um, he um, in his situation, he um, uh, in his situation, they said like, hey, you've got a, a free upgrade, and we can yeah. make this happen for you pretty easily. And he was like, all right, I, I'm in. And they left. You know, they added a new device to his account and they left the old device on yeah. his account. So he's actually paying more and more and more. I, you know, it was it was a guy named Ian Barber um, because I remember he, uh, on December 1st, he actually made a public post and said, I went to my local store, got bamboozled and, you know, my bill, you know, it stayed the same, but I got sold all these unnecessary devices and the person could have just as easily said, hey, I can save you 80 bucks per month by doing this and solve your problem so they solved their you know their problem which is i'm gonna you know, i'm gonna sell you what's available today and you know you're not gonna you're not gonna realize that you got screwed right and and that's what well, i like to do i'd like to go in and and clean things up if you're comparing it to your home or your business hardwired internet it is very dependent on what your location is right. You know, if you live in in Lovingston, Virginia, where there is no gigabit service, gigabit. Maybe. We have gigabit now. Yeah, fiber. Well, but how long did it take yeah. you? Oh yeah, it to, took me to get that. Twenty years, twenty four years. Twenty years. Yeah. So five years ago, maybe the wireless internet would be your better and, option. Well, we did. That's you what know? we used. Absolutely. We used that when four G came out. Well, that's what we were using. It's just four G. Right. We could watch one movie, and that would be it for the month because we'd be at our right. uh, almost at our limit. You know. And, and it, so, it, but here, I was going to say, but like here, that, go ahead, go ahead, Eric. No, I was going to say, it's important to note that the, a business, a business account and a consumer account is looked at differently. Right. Um, right. The, the devices that they sell you for business are going to be different and they're going to give you different data rates than they will for consumer. It doesn't sound right, but it is, um, you know, we, we, looked at someone's situation uh, three or four weeks ago, uh, actually a champ car racer. 
and he was having a ton of problems with his home wired internet through Xfinity. And he had spent hours and hours and hours. And I said, Hey, you know, his name is Mo, Mo Dodka. Oh, I know. Bro. Um, I said, Mo, I said, Mo, why don't you, you know, give this a shot and get the Verizon 5G home for your house? And I said, And if it's not going to work, then guess what? You can just, you know, bring it back. But give it a shot. Don't disconnect your Xfinity. And he loved it. He had a yeah. great experience with it. And he was like, Eric, should I get another one? And I was like, well, why don't you just position it around the house and see if you're having the problems that you're having with Xfinity. In the, in the case of Xfinity, he was having multiple drops. He could not do Zoom calls with his clients. He's in the, he's in the, uh, the real estate world. He's a real estate broker and lawyer. And he's like, Eric, this is making me look bad. He's like, give me a solution that will be good. We checked up his home address. Verizon said there was enough bandwidth in his area to support the Verizon 5G home. Verizon 5G home is not going to give you gigabit speed, but it's going to give you adequate speed to support 20 devices in a household. And for many people, they would much rather have a lower speed, but reliability. Right. And that's that's what we have. That's a problem we have is that my wife has to be able to VPN into the hospital. Uh, and our Correct. our local uh, internet company that supplies us the fiber for some reason v, the VPN yeah. for UVA does not work. It just it does not get through. So it's something to do with the firewall or something. Who knows? But when we go through the to the five G on our cell phones, perfect. It's not great because we're Correct. not in the middle of nowhere. So, but, the- yeah. I mean, 5G has evolved over the last five years. 5G means fifth generation. Right. It is constant in, it's in constant evolution. And, and Verizon, like T-Mobile and AT&T, are evolving. They're trying to give you know, great service to people. And if you look at some of the plans, the, the cost of the plans is going down, um, which is great. People don't realize that, but right. it is. Um, and these 5G home, I mean, it's designed to go after Xfinity. Um, and they're, they're doing a great job at, at building out the network. Um, I had a call today with, with, you know, a racer. He owns a company called Speed Freaks USA. He's out of Chicago. And I said, hey, you know, Anish, his name is Anish uh, Ramra Kiani. And I said, Anish, have you ever considered 5G home? I'm like, I know we've had this conversation. He's like, Eric, he's like, the last time we talked about this, he's like, you told me, do not under any circumstance go to 5G home yet. And, you know, wait for, wait for me, me, Eric Call, to tell him the right time to go. And today that was that day because I've seen many people that live in his neck of the woods have great success, including, you know, my friend Mo. Um, and Mo, ironically, Mo and Anish went to you know high school together. So I was like, Hi, I feel comfortable in selling this to you now because I've had the experience. Um, you know, I, I've sold the, the, the device to a, a buddy named Anthony Maganoli. I'm sure you know Anthony. Oh, Maganoli. I know Anthony very well. MR2 racer at one so, point. Yeah. All kinds oh, of racing. I knew we'd get Fiero. to the MR2 discussion. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it took us. Well, Anthony's the guy that minutes. they won the Nelson Ledges 24 and Scott Barton's BMW, but they also took the nose off of my car 
and somewhere we still have to this day <laughs> not found the radiator from that car. So, <laughs> Eric, I want to thank you. You got us to 50 minutes before the MR2 got brought into the discussion. Uh, somebody yells bingo. <laughs> John Whitnauer, bingo. 50 minutes. It's been 50 minutes. Wow. Take a drink, everybody. Take a drink. <laughs> Here we go. So, yeah, Anthony. Yeah. And Anthony. Yeah. Anthony's <laughs> no, a good guy. He's a, uh, I guess he, I think he used to do uh, the interior designs of, uh, some cars, uh, Toyotas to be specific. And um, then he went on to be a pro racer and uh, Correct. Kind of traveling the world and doing fun stuff. He was in Peru this past weekend yeah. while we were yeah. in PRI. That's right. And, um, mm. and and I was like, I was like, dude, you have to stop going away for PRI. And he was like, he was like I really want to be with you guys. But this Peru opportunity is, is once in a lifetime and we, we've got unfinished business. But they actually finished first in their class and yeah. third overall um, competing against some high horsepower and some, some heavy artillery, if you will. Right. So, but, but I, I will tell you right now that the reason that I race today is because of Anthony Meganoli. Um, you know, he got me into that club race school after I had not driven with BMW club for about eight years at that point. And he vouched for me and said, Hey, you know, this guy, Eric is a, a good driver and he'll be a, a, an asset to the to the bmw club racing community and um you know i, I went out and did the uh, the club race school and and did you know extremely well and and graduated um you know they they, they said hey you know you're you're one of us um so that, that was you know I, so, I i'm super thankful for him so let's go to the um the 5g versus 4g you and i had started a conversation at pri um talking sure. about 5g versus 4g is it ready for the race car yet 5g it's going to depend on where you know where the track is uh and remember this 4g versus 5g fourth generation versus fifth generation of the network our network is a fourth generation backbone and over the course of time they're just upgrading and adding in micro cells you know to every neighborhood are they going to come to the the racetrack anytime soon? Well, it's only if they're you know backed by IndyCar will you see the the five G services be better, better, better. They're going to focus on download rather than upload, uh, which sucks for us. But um, you know a lot a lot of these Verizon customers they have the ability now to go into their My Verizon app and and identify where they have bad service. They can go into their feedback provide feedback oh. and say, Hey, this is, this is a bad area. And the more reports they get, Verizon engineers will spend time and go out there. So um, I could stand that works o- extremely well. So I can stand over and I think it's turn seven at uh, PI uh, at Pittsburgh and down there in the, <laughs> in the Valley. And I can stand there with my phone and go, this sucks. And, you know, cause it, that's that one spot that you have zero service yeah. right down there. We, we, should, we should all like make, uh, we should do a track walk and then go walk over there <laughs> and, then, and, and make these reports together. Yeah. And, uh, and I kid you not, I actually will jump on Facebook and say, like, hey, who had bad service at yeah. Eagles Canyon Ranch this weekend? And then I'll go in and, and you know, I'll, I'll type up a report and say, hey, you know, X amount of people so you know, had problems there. The, you know? cool, the cool thing about that is somehow, Somebody I know on Facebook knew that we were doing something at Pittsburgh and I got given a phone number to call a guy 
which is always weird. But uh, I called this guy about uh, Verizon, and he was the local engineer for that area. Oh, nice. And I told him that the previous year we'd had some problems down in the spot. I showed him on GPS where it was and that we would lose signal from here, from the, from the bottom of the turn, and we would regain it back up here. And I gave him a couple of little videos that Paul had. And he was able to redirect um, the antenna, the cell for that, for the track. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Just, I guess they don't steer it, actually physically steer it. It's software driven or something that they do inside. And he was able to give us a little bit more oomph there. And basically said, hey, anytime you guys are coming out, let us know. He's now retired and moved on in life. But, uh, yeah, I don't have that contact anymore. But that's always the kind of service that really sold, part of sold me to, uh, on the, um, the Verizon setup because it, they do work with folks like us. So I'm going to send you the email address of someone uh, um, tomorrow and that I want you to email and say, Hey, you know, this is what we do and this is where we need help. And um, I'm, you know, we'll, we'll follow up on that. We'll, we'll manage that little project. Um, I've given out that email address a handful of times and it's, it's been like 93% successful. Right. Um, but they, you know, they can't, they can't help no. if it's like the day of oh, yeah. like three days. Yeah. In a, in a I mean, dance. a lot of it too is I think now it's every, every track is really good. Now we don't really have any real issues. There's some tracks where we don't have the facilities within the track itself to run a show. You know, I need ethernet, Correct. I need gigabit or 500 meg, something like VIR now has, um, Unfortunately, they only have one pipe, and I know exactly where that pipe to plug in is that. But, you know, most tracks don't have that. And, um, the uh, yeah, it's it's difficult to do what we do now. Um, and plus, some tracks are actually shut, you know, they, it's an extra fee. So how do I explain, how do I explain to the uh, race director that, hey, I need to pay a thousand dollars for the Ethernet this weekend so that we could get you know for the uh, so we could get a you know a better show. You know, are we going to get that thousand dollars back? No, you know. So I wish we did. I wish we had the uh, the kind of money some of these guys with those silver plaques, their YouTube silver and gold plaques on the back get, but we don't get that. <laughs> um. What's wrong with Road America, Ozarks? I know Ozarks in the middle of nowhere. Ozarks was actually pretty good for us. Um, the track cameras they give us access to so we can use that. We actually talked about that in our meeting this past weekend with the, with the tracks at PRI. They have a really good setup. Uh, Road America, they don't allow us access to them, to their track cameras for legal purposes. Um, the uh, Our coverage for our track cameras is actually really really good there um and i i'm pretty certain that even the at&t guys do well at road america yeah so. at&t does better than than verizon yeah. verizon has a, a tendency to drop out on the uh the back yeah on the uh, back carousel well back, we get back stretch we get well canada corner is a little weak there too but we completely lose it in the uh in the in the shed where we do inspection tech inspections, which sucks, especially when you're trying to fix somebody's yeah. car. So, or not fix, but uh, inspect somebody's car. But yeah, it's road America does all right for us. So it's, to me, it's not that bad of a track. Um, now, mind you, I'm not really engineering the show. 
that's a poly thing. So poly might have a different story. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Mm. So interestingly enough, I mean, when people come to me and say, hey, I want to activate a Sentinel and, um, you know, I need it for this track. I often say to them, hey, don't, you know, you're going to Road America. Find out if there's someone that has AT&T and let's go activate a SIM card on AT&T for the Sentinel. And, you know, to the extent that you're going to go to a track that's great for Verizon, then I'm going to have you do that for Verizon. Most of these endurance teams have multiple guys. Not all of them are on Verizon or or one carrier. Um, so it helps them to diversify and also spread out the cost to, you know, to other people on the team. Well, doesn't the uh, Sentinel the cool have that, we, that you can run two SIM cards? Yeah, the, the Sentinel has a, a 5G box that you can, you know, bond two SIM cards to and, uh, and, and run that as well to get a stronger signal. So it picks the better of the two or runs both of them at the same time. It runs both of them at the same okay. time. My understanding. Yeah. Cause I know some TV so cameras we, that looked, it, we looked at from, you know, remember the guys that would do live PD. So I had a really good conversation with those guys. I could actually rent their cameras. So we talked about doing like our Indy car race. We were, we were looking at renting the, the live PD cameras. Um, problem was the cost was just way, way more than we could, we could handle at the time. But, um, but they use bonded cellular, and they I think they run four or five in their packs. Um, I think they were using live view packs, um, where you uh, you know you you have five different companies in there, four different companies, and it just either goes oh, nice. through every one of them. But one signal will get to you that's really strong. So, yeah, the live view. Yeah, I, I, yeah go ahead, Brian. Will do a survey of your location. And the, you know, you, the geographic footprint that you typically operate in and they'll tell you, okay, you, you want to put your six, your six SIM cards, you want to put in two AT&T, two Verizon, two T-Mobile or five and two or whatever. They'll tell you what they think is best for getting a good signal out of that particular location. So yeah. they've got some. We uh, and, and plus the SIM cards they send you are at a, a different level than what? we would get for business or for even, I think they're right. at a, a re, you know, a news reporting level SIM cards. Sure. So the, whatever the highest one is or not, that's yeah, not safety related. So industrial those, grade. Good. Yeah. So, all right, yeah. Eric, um, we've been at this for almost a little over an hour now. And uh, I want to say, I don't know where the time I went. know really. And, and we could probably go on for another hour. That's the scary part. Um, how can people contact you? Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, if they're on Facebook, they can definitely contact me, um, Bill. I can send you a, a um, you know a, a picture of my card, and you mean this if one? they're obviously a regular, <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Better call, call. We, yeah. we handed out about four hundred and fifty of those at PRI this past weekend, primarily putting them on the top of trash cans. <laughs> it was awesome because people and, were taking them. Uh, <laughs> People were taking them. I actually got um, on sa- uh, Saturday and Sunday, I got 12 people that reached out from within motorsport uh, saying, hey, I've got problems with Verizon or, hey, I, I want to get a new phone for my family and, you know, activate it on Christmas. Can you help? And that's exactly what we do. Uh, I, we can ship phones to all 50 states uh, pretty inexpensively, actually. Yeah. And um so yeah, it's it's easy to find me. You can always find me in Champ Car Garage or or somewhere on Facebook. 
um, and we're, or, we're gonna have you, know, you, you actually, and we're gonna have you at some of our races this year which will be cool so you can talk to eric there as well absolutely i'm uh happy to walk the paddock i'm not here to you know to sell you if you just want to chat i want to see some hard sells i want to see some hard sells <laughs> I know it's not, it's, it's, I, I am the worst salesperson you'll ever meet. I'll be like, no, like, like I, I kid you not. People ask me all the time, like, oh, I want to get that Verizon deal with the free iPad and the free watch, and I'm like, no, you can't do that. They're, they're gonna screw you. Yeah. It's last year's technology, and, <laughs> and 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 people are like, oh, I'm so glad you said something because yeah. I really don't want to be that guy that screws people over i really want to lead with integrity lead with honesty i i only have one reputation and um i I would much rather be known as a helpful guy than the guy that screws you over there you go so it's it's you know i'm an instructor i i relish the instructor role that coaching role same thing and um it's just it's just what i do yeah well thank you eric and uh yeah, uh, we're going to have Thank you, you on again me. here next year. And we'll see a lot more of you through Inside Champ Car, Champ Car Live, and the whole bit. So thanks, Eric. Oh, my God. I'd love to, love to be a guest again. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Right. That's Eric Call. And uh, now bet. Brian and I are going to talk about some race or some PRI stuff real quick. And you're welcome okay. to hang out here, Eric, if you'd like. So absolutely. So Brian, uh, you asked me yes. to do all kinds of videos and stuff at PRI. Guess what? Yeah, did you do it? Did you do any of that? I got nothing. <laughs> absolutely nothing. I, I was. Figured that's why Chelsea Ray and I went went there, and we were absolutely. We were busy every second of the day. It was crazy. Um, towards the end there, I did uh, get to hang out with Flagtronics guys. Flagtronics won a huge award, man. They I know. posted that up in the S. Has the SEC announced it yet? I don't know. So they will be using Flagtronics. So Oh no, that was announced a while back. Okay, yeah. They and well this weekend they signed the contract. So yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's 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 pretty big. That's pretty big news for that for uh Flagtronics. Yeah. Also some other series uh coming on as well, but uh I'll leave those to those series to talk about. Yeah. And uh but yeah, it's uh they they did a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff coming down with Flagtronics that's just going to revolutionize my game, you know, what we do uh with the marching ants, with uh everything. I can't say anything cuz I'm pretty certain James is listening. <laughs> From Flagtronics. <laughs> but uh yeah, we have a lot going on with that. So we we were able to walk the show and talk to a lot of groups. Uh we've got a big safety manufacturer that we're talking with right now. I got a meeting with them later this week. That could be uh, kind of big for Champ Car. We'll see where that goes. I also said the same thing last year. A couple of them just didn't, you know. So yeah, it's the way it works in this industry. I've got faith in you. Yeah, we're working it, and uh, got a lot of <laughs> stuff going on. Um, but yeah, we got sold out race coming up. Sebring. Um, we nice. had a couple of teams drop out. I think Tuttle called us today, and he's dropping out. He's just so busy with work, he couldn't. He can't make it. He's a land right. developer. I guess developers uh, kind of get busy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, yeah. I don't have that kind of money, but um, mm. he's uh, he's not coming. So that opened up a spot for another team and Chelsea put the next one in line on it. So um, if you uh, want to go to Sebring, make sure you contact Chelsea Vickery. Her numbers on the uh, all over the website and also on the uh, supplementals for that race. Get your name on that list. We got a uh, early pay expired on December 5th, a couple days ago um, that uh, for road Atlanta, which is our first race of the 2024 season. 
Uh, that race, uh, 30 cars signed up right now. We have a limit on that. We will not go past that limit. So you guys need to uh, get get your money in, get signed up. Now, I wanted to let everybody know, I've kind of said this in the past a bit. Uh, we are going to raise the membership fees for 2024 up $25. There'll be a total of $75 for the year. Um, that's to we have never made a we've never had a price increase on that until this year. So it's always held at fifty. We're sorry about that, but uh, we have to look at the business side of this company and uh, or the club, and uh, that's going to go up. But you know, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. So seventy five right. bucks. I right. mean, what do you pay for the SCCA? I swear I paid a hundred bucks. It's more than seventy five. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. You, you get a lot. We're still yeah. one of the cheapest. Uh, to enter for endurance races, even though we had to raise the prices a bit this year, again, to cover our costs. Um, and uh, you folks know that we may have had some issues here recently, but those are now gone, and we're doing quite well. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, what else is coming up? Oh, well, you, real quick. yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, if we're, if we're wrapping up, and, and, and Eric mentioned it just briefly, um, James Candelaria, who a lot of oh, us yes. know and are friends with, is facing a rather significant health uh, situation at the moment. Big time. And uh, he put a put a, a very heartwarming note out on Facebook. Um, so anyone who uh, knows James can go check that out. But I just wanted to say from all of us, yep. uh, James, if you're watching, we're thinking about you. We're pulling for you. And uh, if there's anything that any of us can do, uh, you all know how to find us. So. Yep. yep. And uh, Yeah, I, I was on uh, – before we started this show, I was actually on the phone with James. Uh, he's like extremely tired, but he said the the pump that they put into his heart has actually given him a ton of energy. And, Good. Um, but he can't do anything, and that sucks. Like, yeah, because I've been in the hospital for heart issues too before. Not like his. His is freaking you know bad. But I I asked him. I was like, hey, do you you know do you mind taking visitors? He said, absolutely. You know, you can absolutely come on down. But, you know, give him a few days in advance. Um, and actually, before the call with him, I was on the phone with Mark Patronus, who, um, who you probably his, have heard. Yeah, had his know. own issues here about a year ago or over a year ago. Uh, yeah, two and a half years yeah, ago. Right. Um, you know, he had his issues. And, and ironically, I actually introduced Mark and James uh, to each other about five years ago at PRI. Um, so we've been friends ever since. Actually, Mark is one of my admins for the performance driving and racing enthusiast uh, groups but uh but no that the, you know the two of us were like ah like we'd love to start a gofundme but you know james is not that guy you know he he's he's the first person to you know to fund somebody that's in need but you know not the type to to you know take uh you know monetary right. um, support but you know he, he's he said it or you know eileen said it today like you know they need prayers they need our help you know they're pretty much covered on on all of the the major stuff but um you know they, they just need our prayers and and to think about you know don donating blood you know if if you're uh, uh you know don't uh, a donator of blood um but um you know just keep them in, in our, our thoughts and prayers yep. and um you know all we can he's do he's a strong he's, could, he's could young weeks, he's in months. his early 40s he's a strong kid he's uh He'll work his way through this. You know, science is pretty yep, good. He's, he's science on what on this stuff yep. is pretty damn good. So, absolutely, yep. absolutely. So, all right, somebody brought so up. So, Brian, thanks, thanks so much for yeah. drawing that. And um, yeah. 
over to the other bad side, the election. Um, we're waiting for <laughs> Tiffany to complete her review of what we did. And once she reviews that, we uh, will be going to the board and then letting the folks know uh, the that were involved in the election. Let them know how it went. I'm and, your new president. No, yeah, just and kidding. Brian is the new president of Ch- no. Um, and <laughs> no, I'm not. We'll let everybody know. Then we'll let everybody know on the 15th what the results were. And uh, um, and I want to thank everybody again. Over 500 people participated in this election, and it's pretty freaking awesome how that happened. Great. In the past, we've only had maybe 100 to 200 people participate out of thousands. You know, four or five thousand between four and 5,000 registered members. So that's pretty good. We'll let them know. um, And uh, then we progress on to 2024. Thank you again, Eric, for joining us. And Brian, thanks again for taking some time out on your trip there to join us and help me out here. Cause I couldn't, I'm not, I it's, this is such a difficult thing to do. Talk to people. I have a hard time. So, no, you don't. I'm really, I'm I'm really good at it. So if you ever need me to be your guest. (laughs) Oh, okay. uh, That's good. I'm yeah, you got to get yeah. guest co-host. Yeah, I'm just going to sit it. here and sleep. Let Eric talk. <clears throat> All right, let's start this again. <laughs> That's going to do it for another episode of Inside Champ Car. If you liked what you heard, subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any episodes. It would be also great if you could share it on your social media channels and you can comment on the Champ Car Endurance Series Facebook page, especially if it's a good one. We have a new episode every week. I'm Bill Strong. He's Brian Belansky and Eric Call. And you're listening to the Racing Wire Podcast Network.